0: This episode is brought to you in partnership with MSI. The MSI Creator 17 is the world's first laptop with a mini LED display, providing exceptional color accuracy and true to life visuals. Powered by the latest 10th gen Intel Core i7 processor, this laptop was designed and optimized for next generation performance, so you can spend less time rendering and more time creating. Take a look for yourself at msi.com. What's up, world, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince, and today's guest is Christian Guyton. He's a 28 year old filmmaker born in Hayward, California. He attended the Los Angeles Film School and graduated in 2016. Shortly afterwards, he founded Black Street Entertainment, which is a full service production company. Uh, I've worked on some projects with the man, Christian. He is one of the raddest humans. Uh, I've met one of those dudes where I just instantly connected with him the moment he sat down and we started chopping it up. So, Christian, it's been a minute, but I'm super stoked to have you on the show, Uh, brother. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, man. I'm really looking forward to to chopping it up. Like you said, we kind of hit it off pretty quick and we're on our last shoot and I've been like wanting to do this for a little bit. So I'm happy to be here.
0: Dude, most definitely. That was a lot of, a lot of fun meeting you and and your crew and your hometown. And, uh, you know, we always love getting out to, to LA. It's always a good time.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys are uh, in Idaho, right? It's like, it's a little bit different than LA, especially downtown LA, but, uh, it was, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, yeah. Working with you guys, your guys' team is like ridiculously talented. I'm not just saying that it's like you guys, we like just on top of everything, you know what I mean? And like had such cool visions and you guys were like, just like, it's cool seeing you guys work your work, like in progress. Cause I obviously known of like your Instagram page for like a hot minute and stuff. So to be able to see the team behind that, it was like really fun and really cool to see,
0: bro. I appreciate that. Why don't you start us off by sharing a little bit of background information on yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, a filmmaker here in Los Angeles which I guess if you come to LA, everyone's a filmmaker. So I'll give you a little bit more (laughs) more, uh, insight than that. But, uh, yeah, I, I try to consider myself a filmmaker. I've created a few web series um, that are on the internet. I've worked in mainstream productions on TV shows and I've also worked in a digital platform or digital space. Um, and everything in between I've been doing it now for like, I think six, six years. Um, but when I was really young, I was, I wanted to be an actor and I went, I was doing the whole in front of the camera thing and my mom would take me to auditions and it just kind of slowly translated to, or morphed into working behind the camera and just enjoying so much more being behind the camera and creating content than like being told what to do by a director. So yeah, now I'm, now I'm here just creating, you know?
0: Right. Dude, I love it. So let's talk a little bit about the journey from mm-hmm. where you started and where you are today, you know, there's so many filmmakers and creators yeah. in general out there. Yeah, exactly. And this channel has, you know, I would say almost most channels right i think most platforms you have like a small percentage of people that are at the you know the top of their field and and really dialed in what they do and most people are oftentimes the enthusiast or uh new people looking to get into things and so it's always really cool to hear the origin story of how uh how you got to where you are today
1: absolutely yeah when um when I was like seven years old, I uh, my mom took me to like my first audition and it was for um, a Got Milk commercial. <laughs> and uh, I went. To, it was in San Francisco. I grew up in Northern California. So we drove an hour and a half to San Francisco. And I remember the producers called me in and they're just like, say Got Milk. And I just said Got Milk. At the time, I don't think I really knew what was going on. My mom was just like, oh, my son should do this, you know. And I actually got what we call a callback which is like hey um come back and do it again and you're like a callback is pretty much when the producer's like you have the initial audition they'll call you back and you know you'll, you'll go through like a second round of auditions um but they wanted me to come to LA and they also wanted me to do another commercial so like hey they told my mom hey if he moves to LA um, we think he could actually you know do some special things um at the time my mom was a single mother. Um, she didn't have the funds to move to LA. Um, so n- kind of nothing happened from that, but I guess everything happened from that at the same time. Cause that's when like a little small seed grew or was planted and like over the course of the next 10, 15 years, all I wanted to do was like, <clears throat> excuse me, over the next 10, 15 years, all I wanted to do was just film stuff, you know, and like be in a movie or be, it's all I could think about. And uh, it took a little bit, but after, um, uh, my senior year in high school um, I started getting back into acting again I started taking acting classes um, started I did a couple independent films um, I booked a Beats by Drake commercial with Colin Kaepernick uh, which was like my biggest thing I've ever done which was actually nothing it was nothing I played like a security guard <laughs> but it's cool it was cool at the time
0: So let me ask you this real quick. So after a high school, senior high school, you said you, you, you took a few acting classes. What does that look like? I mean, did you like spend four years of like full-time acting classes? I'm always curious like what that means or Did you you take a few like workshops and then just did your thing?
1: Yeah. So it was, it was, um, I think three, a three month course and there was a place in Sacramento and I did filmmaking and commercial classes. So for the commercial, they gave us a script. They taught us how to do cold reads, which is pretty much when you go into audition, they hand you a script. It's called a cold read. You have to memorize your lines right there. Um, they, they taught you techniques on how to do that. They're like, yeah, you know, walk around and, and do jumping jacks and say your line. You know, it's just literally classes and techniques on how to memorize things. And then the, the filmmaking one was more on like how to do auditions for for movies and things like that. So it's really just like, hey, this is, there are a bunch of mock auditions, I guess you could say. And then like a bunch of imp- like improv scenes with other, a- other actors. It just gets you comfortable rehearsing lines, you know. Um, and I did that for about three months. And then I got signed to an agency. I got an agent. And then, um, like I said, did a lot of small things. Uh, but really nothing transpired from any of that. So I started creating, like writing my own scenes. Because I was like, I want to film something. So I started writing my own scenes and putting them on YouTube. And then I realized like, dude, I actually love writing the scenes a lot more than I love being in them. So I started writing them and then putting like my friends in them. And then eventually I wasn't in them anymore. I was just shooting them and then editing them. And then people were like, yo, you're actually kind of good at like editing. And it was actually my youth pastor at my old church. He was like, dude, you're actually really good. You should actually think about getting into this. And after like, I think two years later, I moved to Los Angeles and went to film school and people were like, there, my teacher's like, yo, you're actually pretty good at this. And then I remember um, after one of my classes, my teacher handed me their business card. And they're like, yo, you're going to make it. Please hire me when you make it. And I was like, oh, what the heck? I guess I'm okay, okay at this, you know? And then I actually left film school early and started working in television just because I'm kind of like, I don't like waiting around. I was like, well, if I'm good at it. Let me just go do it. And everything kind of got kicked off from there.
0: Let me ask you this. If you could so- – From what you did learn in film school, if you could uh, break that down into a handful of like key points for people listening. Uh, Because, I mean, that's a lot. I think that's something that a lot of people find themselves contemplating on whether they should go to film school, whether they should go to photography skill or school or whether they should just go out and start practicing or watching YouTube or whatever it may be. And so if you yeah. want to share what you learn at a high level, um, what would be those key takeaways?
1: Absolutely. I would say that's like the hardest question to answer. Cause it's like, it's really is based on your personality. I think we all learn different if you're what, if you're more hands-on or whether you're better at reading something and just kind of like internally processing it and learning that way. Me, I'm more of a hands-on person. It's really hard for me to be in class. <clears throat> Me, it's really hard for me to be in class and and listen and and just like learn that way so I would say you go definitely go to film school if if that is how you learn like in class you also do get a, a huge benefit of going to film school depending on the film school you go to is they sometimes do have all the like the movie cameras and the reds and the in the Sony F55s that you could be hands-on with. And that's obviously a good way to get those cameras in your hands before you get into productions. But man, it's, it's 2020 and you, you can learn everything on YouTube. I hate saying that, but you can like, that's just, that's just the truth. If I, if I'm being honest, a lot of the stuff at film school, um, some people, some people, before I say that a lot of people go graduate high school and go straight to film school. I didn't, I waited for four years. So between, high school which is right after high school is when I started filming in that four-year gap I learned a lot about cameras I was already filming stuff I knew what an ISO I knew what ISO was I knew what shutter speed was I knew what aperture was I knew how to properly expose I, yeah, I knew I knew the camera basics which is like the first four months of film school it's like teaching you why shutter speed if you know it's like uh so I got really really bored um so if you're kind of a person I I mean I hate like I feel like I'm like telling kids not to go to college but it's just easy to learn nowadays without having to spend a bunch of money and go to film school but I will say film school did help in the fact that it connected me with a lot of people like a lot of other filmmakers which is something that you can't really get unless you go to film school so I guess it's just like how much do you value those connections you know um and sometimes those those connections can help you out and help you make more money than what than what the film school cost. And in my case, that was that was uh, a big part of it. It's like I actually made some great connections, even with some of the teachers there that helped me get work later. Um, but that was more value. I don't think I learned much, but the connections were great,
0: right? Um, and that's something we can talk about later too. Is like network and the importance of having yeah, uh, a quality network, especially in this in this field. So to take it a step back, you were so you started to script your own, started writing mm-hmm. your own scripts, you started filming yeah. them, you stopped acting in them, started having your friends act in them, started to kind of grow from there. What was like? What like were these like comedy skits like on YouTube or like what type of stuff were you creating? Like, do you would you say that you have like a niche like a like this is like the type of content that you like like to work with?
1: Yeah, actually, I. I love comedy. I, I, that's, that's what I do. A lot of online is, is a lot of comedy stuff. All those scripts were comedy, but ironically, my first two movie scripts were like dramas. And the second one was a crime thriller. So it wasn't comedy at all um, because I actually enjoy those movies. I enjoy watching those movies more like crime thrillers and things, but I love creating comedy. So I'm like between the, I'm between the both, you know, Um, but yeah, all the, all those scripts were comedy.
0: That's dope. So after that, when did, so what, what, what year is this?
1: Uh, 2011. Yeah. 2011 is when I started like focusing on like, Hey, let me start filming stuff and let me learn and let me make this a career because um, it was right before I met my wife. And that's actually how we met. Actually, she actually used to watch some of my videos <laughs> on the internet. And she reached out to me. She's like, yo, you're really funny. Um, and she was asking me about like acting class and she wanted to be an actress. And I was like, hey, like my my excuse for, or for like a date was like, hey, I have an audition in San Francisco. You should come with me and like check out the whole process. And like next thing you know, we're in San Francisco <laughs> and we're, we're on a date. But, you know, in her mind, it's just like, He's taking me to an audition, and he, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah but, so it was, was two thousand. It was around two thousand twelve when like it officially kicked off, and that's I moved to LA two years later in twenty or three years later in twenty fifteen.
0: That's so funny how like there's a whole so you were I would say you were part of the first wave, because um, I think it was like a of, bunch of of, of like internet people. Yeah, yeah, like two thousand eleven. Yeah. Bro, if you were shooting in two thousand eleven, like. Yeah. That says something, you know, like I was shooting. Yeah. I don't know if you know, like Jacob Owens, but I was shooting music videos and stuff back in 2011. Gotcha. And,
1: yeah. you, Yeah. Know, but
0: long before we even had the vision for like YouTube's going to be this crazy platform, we were just cranking out. We just knew that music videos, you know, like you got to have a music video. Like if you're going to be, if you're going to exactly. be like music, you got to have a music video on YouTube's where it's at.
1: No, oh, yeah, no, you're exactly right. I, I never really thought of that. I was like a part of the first internet wave of like buying and all that, and all actually, all my friends here in LA are all those people.
0: Or Vine, like 2011. Yeah, right. Was yeah, yeah. Like Instagram wasn't even out. It was. Yeah. Like, no. No. No.
1: Yeah. This is before Instagram. Yeah, this, this is, is before like Vine.
0: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You know.
1: Exactly. Um, this it, it was those days. Exactly. It was like
0: just pure creating for the sake of creating because no one knew 100. percent. Like.
1: Yeah.
0: How this stuff was gonna like end up? Like I wish I would have known what I like know now. <laughs> doing what I do back in 2011 bro you know what i mean
1: <laughs> exactly yeah no it was, it was purely because i i enjoyed doing it. it's honestly the, my favorite thing on the planet i would do it for free i, I do <laughs> let me change that i do do it for free still <laughs> but like i love i love creating scripts and i love writing things that i could that to be you know i love filming those things i love seeing those those lines come to life it's my favorite thing on the planet and that's in 2011 is when the love for it started. You know, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about being famous. It wasn't about going to cool parties. It wasn't about any of that stuff. It really was like, hey, this is what I love to do. And if I can make a living, awesome. But like, it wasn't even about that. I was just like, hey, this is just fun. I enjoy doing this. And in the year before that was scary because like, I didn't really have a plan for my life. And I was like, what do I? I don't enjoy doing anything. Like, there's nothing that like I want to do. And then when I discovered like filmmaking again, I was like, wow, I actually love this you know
0: right
1: and it's cool because like it's it's like the only really thing I'm good at I'm not really good at anything else you know I'm not like it's I I play instruments but I'm like the most mediocre like piano player like keyboard player ever you know I I can't I'm just mediocre at everything else you know what I mean filmmaking is the only thing that I'm like oh okay I feel like I'm kind of decent at that you know so
0: (laughs) (laughs) what would you say I guess what would you say to anyone at home that's wanting to get into like scripting? Yeah. What might be like three three tips that you wish you would have known back when you were younger first getting into this?
1: I would say, I mean, it sounds cliche just kind of kind of just do it. Um, just start writing. You 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 definitely get a lot better over time. Um I one thing I would have done differently is like read more scripts. Um I don't really get a lot better at Writing until I was reading scripts, so I would read a lot of David O. Russell, who's one of my favorite like storytellers. Obviously Quentin Tarantino, Shane Black, just like the the you know guys that are just really good at the craft. I would read their scripts, and there's a website called um, IMDb Internet Movie da- Script Database. Yeah, so IMDb something like that, um, and you could go there and pretty much every script for every movie's on there. So I would go download my favorite scripts. And just read it and see how they formatted it see how the characters interacted and that's when i could say i actually got a whole lot better at at writing scripts so for any advice i would give it's just like write scripts read scripts write scripts read scripts and it's just after after time you just you just naturally get better um also even if you i guess another big thing too is like people that are writers typically i know here in la they'll write and want other people to shoot it but I would say if you could write it, even shoot the scene on your cell phone and just see how those lines come to life, you'll be able to go back to the script and say, oh, okay, this is how I can make those lines better. So write it, read it, shoot it. And then just kind of repeat and you literally, (laughs) you get better over time. You know, it's, it's, that's, it's a long process, but if you really, that's the cool thing about loving it though. That's why you have to love it because it does take so long to get good at this craft. If everyone was good and everyone could write a movie script and sell it and option their script and everyone would do it. But the truth is it takes years to write a movie, one movie script. So you truly have to love doing it because it is going to take a lot of your time. And that's kind of like the question you have to ask yourself before you even get into this. It's like, how much do you actually love doing this? How much do you actually like writing? How much do you love any of it? Do you love reading scripts? Do you, if, you, if you don't like it, um, maybe try to find a diff, not different profession. Maybe just another thing in filmmaking. Maybe you want to be a cinematographer, you know, because there's so many things in filmmaking. But just make sure you love it because it is going to take a lot of time.
0: Right. I love it, dude. Write it. Read it. Shoot it. Start yeah, all over again. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> repeat, baby. Uh, let me ask you this: so, like, writing, a, thinking about writing a movie script for a beginner can be like a super daunting. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Is a is a would a would you say would you agree that starting with just like writing a scene is like a good place to start, and then trying to stitch scenes together?
1: Uh, absolutely. What. Uh, I'm a very like, my mind is, I have a very like visual mind. I don't know. I don't know how you would word that, but I see pictures very, very clearly in my mind. So when I wrote my very, very first movie script, exactly what you just said, I never intended it for it to be a movie. It actually started off with, this is, excuse me. This is the time when I was in 2011, 2012, when I was just shooting stuff for fun. There was a little like forest behind my apartment complex. And I wanted to film a small scene back there. So I started writing a scene just to film in that forest. And then that actually turned into my first movie, my first movie script. And like you said, just, just writing the scene. And when I'm writing, what I like to do is going back to, you know, the pictures in my head is like, I love, I love to like watch the movie in my head and I love to place actors there. And it's so much easier writing dialogue when you could picture someone saying the dialogue. So I'll put, say samuel jackson in this character and it's like his voice is so clear in my head when i write when i write the character the the lines are very natural because i'm i'm like just kind of like writing down what i see him saying in my mind i don't know if that's confusing but it's actually a, a, a strategy that i've used and it's 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 helped me because like i don't have to do draft after draft i think like for the most part like my second draft of my scripts are always kind of like in a pretty good spot because I've kind of just wrote down the movie that I watched. Like you said, that just started as a scene, excuse me. And, and anyone that, that does want to get there, writing movies, a full, you know, 90 page screenplay is very daunting. So yeah, just start off writing some scenes, um, write a short film, you know, write like a 10 minute short film, kind of learn the structure and then, you know, just, just go from there. There's going to be a time that you have to like mentally just get yourself there and just do it. If that is something you want to do though.
0: Right. So how did you, how did you, so you moved to LA, you pivot, you start doing this full time. How did you start making money and how did, you know, like your business, black street entertainment, uh, the production company come about?
1: So I moved to LA 2014 after a couple years of kind of just like doing some really small things On You know, just my own things on YouTube. I went to film school. I graduated in 2016, started working as like a PA on different TV shows. And then I actually started making money for the first time with my, through my own content by doing some stuff on YouTube. So I met this guy named Nick Antonian, which, um, he's in David Dobrik's blogs. Uh, his name's Jonah. And we met in 20, like 16, 2017 before he was doing David's vlogs, And we started, um, putting stuff up on the internet and we, we started a, a web series called road to comedy and we, it started gaining some traction and we actually started getting like really good views. Um, and that actually led to another gig, um, with another creator. Um, and we started actually like making, decent with the second creator. I started making like pretty decent money. Um, so yeah, I would say uh, YouTube is when I first started like making money and profiting off the stuff that I was creating. Um, obviously before that, like I said, I was working on different TV shows, but I, uh, you know, I, I kind of consider myself as an employee at that point. You know, I think the first time I was actually making money on my own content was, uh, on YouTube around like 2017,
0: 2018. Gotcha. So we re- pretty recently, relatively
1: yeah. Rel- yeah, Very, very recently. And then, yeah, because like the internet, well nowadays, like if if something catches fire and starts getting a lot of views, a lot of people start contacting you. So luckily a lot of people had seen my work. Um, and I just started getting, uh, calls from people and those the clients ended up getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, I ended up working with Jamie Fox's stylist, um, who had a clothing line and I was able to, uh, shoot a commercial for him and that put me in contact with a lot of people and then like just one thing leads to the next you know so it's like luckily yeah a lot of eyeballs were on my stuff for the inter- on the internet and uh, that kind of just led to client after client and when I left film school everyone was like everyone wanted to start their own production company so that was something I did not want to do I was like I'm not going to do it until I'm not going to start a production company um, but when I was doing these things on the internet they just started obviously generating money and I had to create the company to you know, do proper taxes and things like that. So that's how Black Street Entertainment was formed. I was like kind of a, I was kind of forced to do it. And then from there I was like someone reached out and was like, hey, could you do my music video? And I did their music video. And then the budgets just started growing, you know. They started and they ended up, you know, in six figures and things like that. So it's like it's like a natural progression, but it was all from the YouTube seed.
0: <laughs> right. No, it's all that's so that's so exciting and I think it's so it's inspiring for young people that you know sometimes you just never know sometimes people can can make a decent decent living doing what they love relatively soon yeah. and some people it takes forever but a lot i feel like most creatives you know think it's like this really like 10 year long journey before you and i guess maybe in a in a in a way it kind of is yeah, you know oh, what I mean. Because sure. when you when you go back <laughs> and you actually look at the whole, yeah, like the, exactly. all the other pieces to the journey, not like the moment that you decided you're going to be a, you know professionally do this, that might have just been like yeah. the last three years, but you've mm-hmm. had seven years of prior. Oh yeah, you know Absolutely. work and yeah, similar story for myself. You know
1: exactly. Yeah, because you started year like in 2012, right? You, from the beginning, you started doing all this, right?
0: Yeah, I started. So it was just sh- like. I mean, I was, I mean, I started shooting films back in the day when I was in sixth grade skateboarding because I I would use I was sponsored, and so to get sponsors you'd have to like you'd send in these films and they'd watch you and be like gotcha. you're awesome like we want you on the team and you know blah 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 so started shooting skate movies back then but. In college, we also leveraged video. We were shooting, you know, our fraternity had, we were the only fraternity on campus that had like rush videos. Like we started rush recruitment videos <laughs> and they Dude, were like right. these epic videos and people had never seen them before. And they were just like, wow, like, and everyone wanted to join a fraternity because they thought we were like super cool. <laughs> right? You know? uh, so right out of college in 2011, yeah, I started my first uh, production company.
1: Dude, that's that's huge, and like you said, it's like just like one. It it kind of progresses. You go into it not knowing what it's going to lead to, and then you kind of start. Hey, I I actually like doing this. Like I actually like. Like you're filming yourself skateboard, but then you realize how much you like filming.
0: You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. It's
1: it's weird how that like happens.
0: It's it's one of those weird. I feel like filmmaking's kind of like depending on how crazy you are, but. Like musicians, it's one of those rare things where, as a musician, you can you have a lot of control over the creation, and you get to wear lots of hats. So, like, you can write the music, yeah. you could play with producing, make the beat, then you could direct your own music video. You can make your own clothes for people to wear in the music video. Like, you can basically <laughs> yeah. just allow your creativity to run wild, and you can engage on every level if, if you choose to. And filmmaking is kind of that same way. You know, where you can choose to engage mm-hmm. as much as you'd like. So I feel like people with like uh, ADD that <laughs> love creating things, but don't want to <laughs> like, yeah. be just a painter or be just, they're like, I'll like, be a musician exactly. or filmmaker because yeah. I can basically be anything I want to be and do whatever I want to do anytime.
1: Exactly. And that that's like a huge thing too, is like one thing that I've noticed about where I'm at right now, which is like not even close to where I want to be. You know, I'm, I'm still con- at the beginning of this journey, but it's like, you have to don't wait around. Don't wait around for other people to give you like opportunities. And that's one thing, like a lot of my friends from film school would do that, you know, they'd kind of wait to get hired at a job or they just put in the applications places, but it's like, just do it yourself. Try to create, you know, do those things too, but at the same time, like try to create those opportunities yourself. Like don't wait to get casted in a movie. Don't wait to, you know, to to get hired to shoot a music video, like just go do it, because you never know where those things are going to lead. Like everything that I'm at right now, every or all all the places, I, the place I'm at right now, literally started for me working for free, we're shooting stuff for YouTube with the guy that I met on Craigslist. Like that is the the seed that started everything, and now I, I'm making money. I have employees. Um, you know, we're doing it professionally and all that started from a relationship through a guy I met on Craigslist being proactive, like me sitting in my living room saying, okay, I need to find something to do. I want to find people to film with and just being proactive and and not just kind of like sitting around. So that's why I say you have to really love it because you, 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 you like, it's something that you kind of have to like obsess over. Like you hear stories of like John Mayer. He's like, yeah, when I first started, I was just in my room eight to 10 hours a day, just playing the guitar. You know, if if you want to get, there's so much competition in this space and it's, it is it's so easy to just film things, especially with TikTok now, like, you know, and, and, and YouTube. Like anyone can film anything. So in order to develop a skill that really makes you stand out and where you start making money, you have to you have to really love it because you have to be good at it. You know, you have to be able to flex the muscle and work out the muscle and, and practice enough to to become really good at it to stand out. So you have to just be in a spot where you're like you're gonna dedicate pretty much like everything, <laughs> every everything you have to. So you kind of have to be a little crazy to get into film filmmaking. You know what I mean? You have to be like a little obsessive. You know? I think. What you?
0: What about? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm curious. What about like storytelling? Like there's story t- Like I feel like there's tons of people creating, but they're not mm-hmm. true learning storytelling. Yeah, they're not learning the fundamentals. So it's like, cool, you're making tons of TikToks and you're making these YouTube videos and sometimes they hit, yeah. sometimes they don't hit. But it's like, I guess where's the line between just like making things for the sake of making things and then like that's true, taking it to the next level and saying, okay, I'm actually going to start, you know, there's a science behind, you know, the art.
1: No, 100%. But I, I think that's the whole debate nowadays. It's like... is is everyone a a filmmaker technically? And you know, what, what, where is the line drawn? And, you know, and I, I kind of find myself in between that because I do do traditional stuff for television. Still, my production company does still do things for television. At the same time, we have clients that are on YouTube and we create for their YouTube and, um, and even myself, it's like, I, I want to, my goal is to like have a television show on television that I created and things like that. But at the same time, I'm making like funny YouTube videos with my wife. You know what I mean? Like I'm playing both sides, you know? So it's like, and you kind of get sucked into like, man, it's, it's so easy to just shoot these videos and get a quick brand deal with, and on YouTube, you know, you kind of get sucked into doing that.
0: Right. This yeah. story though, like I feel like in the stuff that you do, their story, I guess a better example would be, like and I know you've seen these videos to where maybe it's just like really nice shots, and you're like mm-hmm. you're watching it and you're like wow that was like that was cool but like what, but it's you know it's two minutes long and thirty seconds in you're like I'm good, like you're just yeah like, that's cool but I'm like I'm like what is this like what like why would I sit here and watch another ninety seconds of like I know what it is,
1: exactly you know so I guess I t- guess
0: what tips might you have for for people to improve in their storytelling, I guess, to be a little more conscious of what they're creating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It it really just takes, Man, I hate repeating. I hate like, I wish I could give like a better answer than just like just doing it than just shooting it and and doing it. But honestly, that is, that's the best way is to, because like say we're watching, you know, a, a montage of someone just shooting like landscape and it's shot. Well, we don't know where that, person's at in their career you know that could be their first video they're they're still learning you know what i mean um and by them doing that and like i guess that person yeah i guess don't be discouraged too because like your first work is not going to be good like all these early youtube videos i hate it i hate the fact that i deleted them i'm so sad because we spent so much time and my wife was in them and she's mad that i deleted them but i hated them i went back and like oh my god these are horrible i'm the worst you know so <laughs> so I, I deleted them. Yeah. What were we going to say? As it's work. always
0: rough looking back at your old stuff because you got, sometimes you have friends that have grown and they're like, yo, I don't want that video of me rapping on, <laughs> on your YouTube. Yeah. And you like take it down. And you're like, dude, I don't like. <laughs> uh, but exactly. I, 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 got, I got rid of a bunch of stuff from back in the day, but I was the guy who downloaded them all first and put them like on a hard drive so I could still <laughs> oh, get a dude. great laugh every I now wish. and again. I'll pull them out. And I just fall on the floor crying, and I'm just like, I cannot believe we were making these with you. <laughs> I, w-
1: I wish I would have did that. See, it's like I just I just went and deleted that, but it's like, yeah. I mean, learn and, and but don't let that discourage you. Just know you you will get better. You you will if you do it again and you you write something else, you will get better. And eventually, if you you keep on doing that, you know, it, it, it could be a year, it could be ten years, but you you'll eventually meet people and you'll eventually start, you know, collabing with people. And it it could lead to a spot where you're actually getting someone's like, Hey, I seen this video you did, you know, um, could you do this for me or could you shoot this little commercial for my small business? You know? So just, just keep, keep doing it. You know? Um, I, I guess like when, when I used to be an actor, they always say that, um, you know, just cause you're going to, you're going to audition for hundred parts before you, you get one. So don't let those like 99 discourage you. Cause there's always going to be a part specifically that's like the, the casting directors looking for someone exactly like you. So it's the same thing in filmmaking. It's like make videos. And I'm sure out of a hundred, you know, most of them aren't going to be very good, but one of those videos, somebody's going to see and be like, yo, that's kind of the video that I need. Could you, could you shoot one like that for me? You know what I mean? So it's like, keep doing it and then you're 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 going to get better. I mean even at the professional level if you look at like directors first works to like their most recent the way it looks and it's like oh they're so much better now, you know. And that even the first one they made a bunch of money and they had a huge budget but they're better now, you know.
0: Right. So you you're you being in LA and kind of being the traditional like being around the traditional film space playing and dabbling in that a little bit but also being on like the social media wild like it's still like feels like just like the wild wild west right whatever anything goes what are some of the major differences you see between the two and what do you feel like the future holds uh for like content creators specifically you know filmmakers going forward in the 2020s
1: i see both sides and i see both arguments i have friends that have made millions and millions of dollars on youtube and they have the opportunities to have their own television shows and their own movies and being the mainstream, which you think is a no brainer. Everyone's like, yeah, I want to be on TV. But the truth is a lot of people don't, they want to Like a lot of my friends. Are like, no, I don't want my own movie. I want to be able to, co- I like controlling every aspect of my video. I, I don't want to, you know, spend a year shooting a movie or, you know, you know, working on a movie and it doesn't come out for you. I, I like every aspect of this, but at the same time, you know, I like the structure of the the mainstream media like you said youtube is the wild wild west and i i like structure you know i mean i like i i I like creating and i like spending i guess a little bit more time creating the things that i'm doing and releasing you know um so that's why i kind of always i'm going to lean towards like getting a show on tv even though i know people on youtube are getting more views you know like for the most part the
0: polish look more like Absolutely. the more finished oh, product versus like great story, but very rough product.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I'm like, a, that's why I consider myself like a filmmaker. And I don't, I don't say I'm a YouTuber and,
0: um,
1: because I'm always going to lean towards a product that's like high production value. And I, I had a crew and I had a cinematographer to work with and I had producers and things like that. And, and, Right now it's, that's not where the money's coming though. So it's like, you got, you know, so it's like, I clearly, I clearly see both sides and for people doing both, I know people are like, Hey, how much longer is TV going to be here? How much longer is, you know, YouTube going to be here? And in my opinion, they're going to be here forever both because we we need both. You know what I mean? YouTube, there's always going to be kids watching YouTube forever, forever and ever. There's always going to be kids that want to look up a video and watch it, you know? So I think YouTube's not going to die. Um, or at least uploading videos to the internet. You know what I mean? There's always going to be a platform where people could do that. But I think the mainstream television is always going to be around too, because people do want to go watch a movie about Iron Man blowing something up. You know what I mean? Like, I think both are going to stick around for a long time.
0: No, I couldn't agree more. Do you see like any, I guess, do you have any predictions on, on what the, the future looks like for, you know, people in this field? where the money's at, you know, do you think the money is at in teaming up with friends and launching small production companies and developing your own productions and, and things like that? Do you think the money's in products, the, you know, what do you, as far as like being able to launch a profession in this space, you know, what do you think the future yeah. holds for?
1: I think it's really hard to, to put all your eggs in one basket in, in this industry and like say, Hey, I'm only going to make money shooting music videos. And that's why like or commercials or, or YouTube videos like my company. We do, we do everything, you know, like I said, we do TV shows, we do music videos. We also do YouTube videos, you know, for, and, um, and some of our YouTube videos do have budgets. Like some of the YouTube videos that we produce for some of our clients are, do look like reality TV shows, you know? Um, but we do everything. Cause I, I, I think everything is transforming and I think the money it's, it's hard for it to just come from one place, you know? So if I were, if I were someone in this, you know, time looking for, to do things, I would try to do, try to try to do everything. Um, I know the fastest money is from the internet, you know, because you can just upload a video and it could get a bunch of views and you could get a brand deal and that brand deal could pay you, you know, a bunch of money next week. Whereas, you know, television and, you know, if, if you get a client, they're gonna, you're going to be in pre-production and then you're going to shoot that, Product, you know, project in the month, and then you're going to edit that product. So it's going to be months before you get paid for like that kind of stuff. Um, So internet, you you definitely the turnaround is a lot much quicker. Um, But the but the end product, kind of like what we were talking about before, we were you know officially recording the podcast of like the time going into a project is like equal to the amount of time that like people enjoy it afterwards. You know what I mean? Like if you put up a quick video about, you know, you know, uh, uh, a whisper challenge, you know, people are going to watch it, but it's not going to be timeless, you know, but if you go and you, sh- you spend, you know, a month or six months, a year on a project, you know, on a music video or on a short film, I think 10 years from now, somewhat, people are still going to be like watching it and enjoying it, you know?
0: Right. Do you think there, is there like financial benefits to television, and bigger media projects, movies and things like that, like are there royalty deals? Are there any passive income streams on that side as far as like royalties and things like that? I know music. I don't know a ton about the Hollywood side of things. I know music, like there's a lot of royalties in, in music and owning your, you know, your catalog. Yeah. How does the Hollywood and TV side of things work for filmmakers like yourself?
1: Yeah, for sure. So both sides, um, digital and, and the mainstream you you, depending on the project. So if you have something like on Netflix, for example, um, you actually don't get paid. Like every time someone watches it, what what Netflix will do is like rent it from you for a period amount of time. They'll say, Hey, we have it for six months and we'll, you know, yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll license it from you. And then you'll continually get paid, you know, if, if they want to renew, renew the license and things like that, or, like if you shoot an infomercial and like, I know we we've shot some infomercials in the past and we have like a deal where every three months, if that infomercial is still running, then we get paid a certain amount again, um, for re you know, for renewing it. Um, but honestly, if it, unless it's like, like a huge show or movie, you're really not going to make a lot of money in royalties into television. You know, you're, you're just going to get paid up front. Yeah. Um, Cause I have friends, I have friends that like do the music thing and they'll, they'll get checks every three months for like 27 cents. You know what I mean? The, the royalty check. Like I've seen it with my own eyes. My friend's like, look at this check. It's 27 cents. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, don't, don't, don't like, don't count on that money. Like doing really anything unless you, you, you've done a huge movie. And at that point, who cares about the royalties? Cause you made millions of fun. You know? <laughs> right,
0: right. What's been one of the funnest projects that you've worked on? Oh, that's a good question.
1: I have a few that are just, but and they're fun for different reasons, you know, I've done some music videos. Um, I know we recently did a music video, um, that's not released yet, but we had a car chasing, like a full on car chase. We had police cars. Um, and that was so fun to shoot. Cause we were, um, I was in the pursuit car where the, which is the car with the camera on it. And there's like monitors inside and we're like, going full speed behind this police car that's chasing another car. And the camera's like literally inches away from the drivers and inches away from the car. And that, that was just crazy fun. Um, but I've also done YouTube videos with my wife where we like stayed at the worst rated hotel for the night. And it's like, it's disgusting. And there's like cockroaches and stuff, which is like, was a very fun, fun experience. So, you know, she, so it's like, <laughs> I have a few projects that are, that were fun for, for, for different reasons. Yeah. I would, I would say if I had to pick one, that would probably be probably one of the YouTube videos that I do with my wife. They're, those are actually, like, I actually have a lot of fun and there's no stress like, even, like, with the with the music video with the car chase, like, there's a lot of stress. There's just a lot of stress when it comes to those big productions. You know what I mean? So, pure enjoyment, I would say, one of the YouTube videos, probably, with, with my wife.
0: So, for those of you at home, Christian and his wife, Brooke, have a YouTube channel called Christian and Brooke. Uh, you guys got 90,000 subscribers. Tell us a little bit about the YouTube channel.
1: That channel is a lot of fun. That's, that's one of those things. It's like, since I do productions for a living, when I film stuff for myself, I don't want to spend hours and hours and hours editing and shooting and lighting. So that's something it's like when my wife's like, Hey, let's do this. Or I'm like, Hey, let's, let's do this challenge. Or like, let's, let's spend 24 hours at the worst rated hotel. Let's just do it for fun. And that's, that's a place where we could kind of just do whatever we want and have a lot of fun. And our next video, um, when all this quarantine stands, uh, home, stuff is done is actually we're going to drive for 24 hours and see what happens like we're just going to see where we end up we're going to drive for 24 hours um and then we're going to fly back so it's like it's one of those places where it's like whatever your mind could conjure up we're gonna we're gonna do and that's one of those places that we could just film it and just put it up for people to enjoy
0: right that's rad i love that what other channels do you have on youtube like where, I guess, um, what, what are the main, like what's your main flow of projects going on right now? So you got your wife and yourself have a YouTube channel, the Christian and Brooke channel.
1: And then um, I worked with um, a girl by the name of Nicolette gray a lot. Um, I shoot a lot of her content. She's known as the Beverly Hills brat. She was on like Dr. Phil for like throwing a fit because um, her mom wouldn't buy her a G wagon. And I started, filming with her like in 2018. Um, that is like, kind of like the, the thing that I do most consistently. And then, um, I also film with a guy named Nick Antonian, um, who I mentioned earlier from David Dobrik's vlogs. Um, and I film a lot of uh, content with him. Um, the stuff I do with him is a lot more scripted comedy stuff though. Gotcha. So
0: what, what, what's the, what's a, what's a day in the life look like, like working on, you know, a Nicolette gray video. Like um. Exactly <laughs> I mean, what that look like?
1: <laughs> they, they are, they are, man. There, if you guys have seen, it, if you guys haven't seen the channel, check it out because they, her and her family are just
0: so. It's at Nicholas like, Uh, You can just yeah YouTube Nicolette Yeah. Ray. she will pop up
1: her and her family are just like the craziest people. I mean, they were on Dr. Phil for a reason, but they're, but they're like the craziest people in a good way. I love, I literally love, I love working with them so much They're You never know that you're going to get like the, the average day working with them is like, you just show up and see what's going to happen. You know, her mom literally dressed up as a giant, like bottle of Nutella. And was like walking down Rodeo and Nicola is, you know, she's always, she's always like shopping and, and just, buying stuff and just being the beverly hills brat um but they always find ways to like get themselves into like trouble Whether it's like with the power going out in their house like something's always happening around them like it's i was filming with them the other night and there's a helicopter over their house shining the light on their house and there's like police officers out front and they're getting swatted. It's like, you just never know what you're going to get with them. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous, (laughs) but it's fun. It's, it's, it's never boring. It's never boring. It's, it's never, we just actually filmed a 24 hour online shopping video with Nicolette the other day. I'm still recovering from we filmed. She was shopped online for 24 hours straight.
0: Wow. So what do, what's, I guess who watches this stuff? (laughs) <laughs> i'm just i'm like it's it's I, not me i'm not, just, not i'm not, not judging not anyone either. i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> no, tr- no trust me it's not me either and i filmed <laughs> the stuff um obviously <laughs> i don't know who watches the stuff it's 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 little kids i feel like a lot of kids between the ages of like 11 and like 16 are on youtube or like 90 okay. of the people that watch this stuff are on youtube it's you almost, know
0: now that you say that it's almost like it's like the new mtv it's like it's the decentralized True. version of mtv in the 90s when i was a kid like mtv was like the hip thing where you could watch like older dude, teenagers talk right. about like things that <laughs> weren't so far out there where your parents were like upset but enough to where they're like maybe you shouldn't be watching that or maybe you know <laughs>
1: dude you are so i never thought of that exactly youtube is a spot that's like yeah it's like it's the it's the new mtv and that's what it is it's like it's a lot of teenagers. And, and that's why I think like during the the summer months, like when the, when the, like ever, all YouTubers know, like post the most during the summer and and during Christmas, because like all the kids are out of school, you know? Um, but me, you know, I I think we, uh, we all kind of like have the the things we watch on YouTube, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's not the content I watch, but there is a group of people that enjoy watching other people spend a bunch of money on Rodeo.
0: (laughs) Um dope. tell us a little bit about uh so as far as Blackstreet Entertainment goes like what services do you guys offer there Um, so we're a full like service production let's say what's your bread and butter
1: yeah I mean our bread and butter is just like filming stuff you tell us what you want us to film and, and we'll film it and we make it look really good I have a really talented team of people that I go to I, I have a cinematographer named Seth Fuller that I work with a whole lot um, he's one of the most talented DPs I've worked with. And I, I started working with him a couple of years ago now. And I just kind of bring him up on every project and that's our bread and butter. It's like music videos, um, commercials and making it look really good, you know, but we do everything. We, 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 we do reality stuff. So, you know, we do infomercials, commercials, um, a little bit of everything. Um, and we do from beginning pre to post what we call it, you know, we, we will produce this stuff for you we'll shoot it and then we edit it and deliver, you know?
0: So what hat are you, are you mostly wearing, uh, these days? I'm kind of
1: now just oversee all of our projects. I will pick and choose the clients that I work directly with, or I, I, um, direct their project for, but for the most part, if a client comes, it's like, Hey, um, we're reaching out to black street senior seeing the production company. We have a music video to shoot depending on what the vision is for that project. I'll hire a director or like put a team to put in place to make that shoot happen, you know? Um, And right now for the most part, I kind of, I have a team that I go to and then I kind of will give that team the project and then they'll kind of make it happen. But I'm always overseeing all the projects. Um, Or if it's, if it's a brand new client that I've never worked with and I think I'm the best director for it, then I'll direct the project myself. So that's my rock and I'll oversee it. um, But I also will direct when I need to.
0: Gotcha. So when, what would be an example of you not directing, would that be like a client come to you and saying, we want to shoot this Mad Max style video. And you just happen to know a guy that like, that's his thing. He shoots Mad Max type stuff. And it makes a lot more sense for him to direct it.
1: Exactly. Ex- exactly. Yeah. For Yeah. Um, even though we have a project coming up, it's a music video and I know this style is something that I have a person in mind that would be much better suited to direct that style. Um, also the, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, just, it really just depends on, on the project. Cause at the end of the day, my goal is if you're coming to Blackstreet entertainment, I want your project to be as good as possible. You know, it needs to be, I want it to blow the clients out of the water. So I'm going to just put the people in place to make that happen, whether it's myself or whether it's someone else we also like i said do infomercials so i'm not an infomercial director so if we have infomercials i'm going to hire a director that um specifically does that so we're to the point now where i do have a roster of like cinematographers a roster of directors and depending on the project i'll plug you in with that specific person that specializes in what you need
0: what are the, what are the so when you talk about specific styles what would you say are, like, the top three, like, sought-after styles? Like, if you were to make that, like, a, uh, if you were to, like, describe these styles, what would they be for, like, the top three styles that you find Black Street working on? Oh, us? I think... Yeah, like, what's to- your vibe? I guess, like... Do you take on, like, all projects, or do you have, like, a, a certain vibe and style that you think you guys... Ex, you know do best
1: we do we take on most projects for the most for the most part yeah we take on most projects if we don't take on a project it's because it's something yeah it's, it's a it's a style that we don't do but at this point i have i have like a lot of directors that kind of do every style um, myself i'm more of like a narrative style so if i do if i'd shoot a music video like the car chase scene it looked like a movie because I directed it. So like when I'm directing stuff, it always ends up looking like a movie. You know what I mean? Just cause like, that's, that's where I, that's what I love. And there are a lot of people that are starting to like that style. So they're coming to us. So right? like, yo, it's like, well, you know, we want to move, we want a car chase scene you know, in our, in our music video. or We want this in our music video. So that's something that that's, I would say that's my style is very narrative. You know, there's a very clear story. Um, because there's, you know, obviously there's music videos that are just very visual and don't have like a, you know, they're just more of like a bunch of pieces. I actually enjoy that more and more now too, because when I am doing something narrative, it's kind of hard to create a story all the time. So sometimes people are like, yo, just try to do a, you know, cool visuals and be creative with lighting. It doesn't have to look like real life, you know? And that's kind of what is cool about music videos too, because before I was doing that, I was kind of just doing narrative stuff. But when I started doing music videos, I was like, "Whoa, I don't have to, it doesn't have to make sense. We can do anything. There could be a, a bed floating upside down in the water, if that even makes any sense. But that's the point. Does it have to make sense? <laughs> Cause it's the music. You know? you know what I mean? So it's like, it, I guess like as creative as you could be, is like, is what we'll we'll do. And that's why I don't really turn down a lot of projects. It's like, yeah, we'll make it happen regardless. I know one of the, one of our last music videos too, we created like a, um, we blocked out a studio and we created like a 20 by 20, like pond 20 by 20 foot pond that was like two inches deep and when the when that when the talent was walking on it it looks like they're kind of like walking on water you know what i mean and that was like a huge ambitious thing that we're like hey how are we going to do this but that's what they wanted and we like made it happen you know
0: All Right. you get to test those problem solving skills exactly exactly what do you think some yeah, of the absolutely. the strengths are of having a strong network in the filmmaking and creative space?
1: Yeah, that's, that that's actually good, what the hell did I? Did no, <laughs> no, 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 that did. No, that that's like that's perfect. That's because that's honestly everything. I was the kind of person that was like, I want to do everything myself. I want to shoot it. I want to edit it. I want to produce it. But when I started working with people, I noticed there's a lot of people that are much better at certain things than i am you know what i mean so it's like when i worked with like a professional editor i was like oh they're a lot better at editing than i am so it's like networking in that in that uh you know and collabing with other creators i think is like a, a huge thing because you're gonna i think end up getting a stronger product if you let other people do what they're really good at and that's why i like the production stuff because it's like i get to work with amazing cinematographers that you know, I don't know a lot about lighting, but I know that they could turn my vision into something amazing. But as far as networking goes, um, I think that's, that's everything. It's like, um, that's one of the reasons film school is important. It's like, you're going to meet people that you don't know where, who, where they're going to be in, in six months. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think working with people, letting them see your work, getting your name out there and just, just being a good person. You know what I mean? I think that's actually the biggest thing is like, people only want to work with people that they want to work with, you know? And that, and i what I mean by that is like, if you're a good person, you're cool, you're, you're cool to be around. Um, they're going to want to work with you, you know, and they're going to want to help you. I think that's one thing with me is like, like going back to the Jamie Fox thing is like when I worked with um, his stylist, he was like, we had a great time. Um, and he, he kind of gave my name to a lot of big people in the industry. Cause he was like, yo, this kid's actually a really talented kid. He's newer, but he's, really talented, but he's really good to work with. Like, he's a good person. He's going to take care of you. Um, and that's why I would say. It's like be a good person to, to your network. Cause you could know a million people, but if you're, you know, if you're, if you're just in it for your, for the wrong reasons, I think people are going to be able to see that. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, last thing I'll say about networking is like, you don't know who, who is going to, who has the ability to help you out in what capacity. You know, because I know one of the teachers I met at film school, you know, instead of like just being rude in class, I was one of those students that stood out. And later on, he was like, yo, I have this job on this TV show. I'd love to. I remember you in class three years ago. I think you'd be a good fit. And I ended up working on a show called Crime Watch Daily, which is like it just it was a show with Chris Hansen. It wasn't like a huge, huge show. But that was one of those examples of just like one of the people that I met three years ago remembering me and helping me you know, make some cool career moves, you know?
0: All right. Before we start wrapping this up, I'm curious, you've had a, an awesome last couple of years again, mm. huge congratulations on uh, the baby Thank that's on the way this fall. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Thank so you. beautiful. What are you most stoked about right now in life?
1: Honestly, exactly. what you just said our, our, my wife and I's first little baby. That's like on top of everything else. That's by far the most, you know, that's the craziest thing. It's, it's still like I'm still processing. And she's only 12 weeks right now, so it's fairly new news. So it's like every day we're waking up like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're having a kid, you know. So that's that's huge. And then on top of that, Nick and I, the guy that I met on Craigslist three years ago, we actually are shooting a sizzle reel for a new show. Uh, we both got signed to a same, the same management company. And they're like, hey, we love your guys' work. We want to pitch you guys to a couple networks. Shoot a shoot a sizzle reel we're gonna get you guys into some meetings so we have um, we have that coming up this year I'm um, obviously we don't we don't know when we're gonna be able to make these meetings happen with everything going on but like that's huge so uh, keep us in your prayers because we're gonna be going into some meetings and hopefully be able to sell a TV show so it's like we're close I think we're close to where, where we, we want to be so that's that's another huge thing and then um, we're also going into pre-production to one for one of those movies that I was talking about that I wrote so it's like my first official um film so it's going to be a big year 2020 is going to be huge hopefully the birth of a movie a, a child and a tv show <laughs>
0: dude there you go bro they, good things come in threes baby
1: oh i like that what about you guys you guys are dude you guys are killing it we didn't talk about you enough I felt like I was like uh, i feel like we were like on a first date and i did all the talking and that, i feel well, horrible what now. It is.
0: that we don't we don't talk about us um the whole point of the A&E podcast <laughs> is to interview awesome people like you and to. Uh, introduce the community to to rad new creatives and people doing big things in the space man your work is phenomenal you're a stand-up dude and so that's why you're, you. that's why you're here bro normally we end the podcast with our guests more or less just kind of spreading some words of light to the audience some words of love encouragement um however you want to Absolutely. decide for that so whenever you're ready feel free to 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 leave some some parting words
1: No, absolutely. I I think everyone, for the most part, all of us listening and are in some form of way, creative people. And I feel like it's such a cool time that we live in that we get to be so creative. And no matter what's, no matter what place in the journey you're on, whether you're a first, whether you just picked up a camera a week ago, or whether you're 30 years into a professional filmmaking career, like just be grateful. Don't take anything, don't rush anything. Um, I like to tell myself, I I like to tell myself to not say, I can't wait. Cause I, I I always find myself like, I could say, I can't wait till the show gets picked up. Then everything before that is kind of like irrelevant, you know? And then you you kind of like rush through everything. So what, if you just picked up a camera or like I said, you're 30 years in, just enjoy where you're at right now because it's, it's never going to happen again. And then you, you, you know, just, just don't take where you're at right now for granted, even if you are at the beginning, um, enjoy it. Cause it's such a cool thing that we get to do. You know what I mean? Like just create, there's a lot of people that just aren't, don't have the ability to to do that. Whether they're, you know, like when I first met my wife, she was like, Hey, I want to be a photographer. I just don't know how I was like, well, why don't you just do it? You know? So the fact that we have the ability to just do it is super cool and something that shouldn't be like taking for granted.
0: My man. Christian Guyton, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check him out on Instagram at Christian Guyton, just C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-G-U-I-T-O-N. Give him a follow. You can also just Google his name. He'll pop up. He's all over the internet. Um, And just be able to show, you know, be sure to show him some love. Make sure to subscribe, make sure to share, and uh, we'll holler at you guys next time on the next episode. The MSI Creator Awards is honoring creative professionals all over the world who are dedicated to 2D graphic design, 3D animation, and video editing. MSI created the online contest to explore and recognize the talents in the industry. Get ready to let your imagination run wild and showcase your unlimited creativity with MSI content creation. Submissions run until May 13th and prizes will be awarded within four categories. Learn more at msi.com.